Fit for Life Radio. We are here. Episode number 60. It's kind of like a number that feels like it should, should be a milestone, but it's really not. I feel like we've already done 100. So I think it's just because it has a zero behind it. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> episode 60, we are talking about training related. What is the best rep range? Or even more specifically, how you should treat reps or the new rep range the, the new, new way the new, to new? count reps yeah because i think it's more of like a process and philosophy of doing it than just this one's the best yeah and let's talk about so what we'll do is if it's essentially how it's always been done yeah and then working with people now in our setting of a group training gym our, our own training ourselves new research and science that's came out uh and ultimately how the old school way of doing things you really see the limitations that it has especially in an environment like like ours yeah and then and then what we recommend so it used to be real you know you kind of ex- had your specific five by five right it used to be like do five sets of five reps three sets of 10 reps you know two sets of 15 reps Super strict like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then what you would ha- happen, you'd pick a weight and start going. And if it's uh, to do 10 reps, someone goes and they then stop at 10. Yeah. Right? Um, now, if you do enough sets, you eventually are going to fatigue to where then you, and that was the old school way, right? Because they did so much Yeah, volume. five by five with a heavy weight. Yeah. Like, your last two sets are probably going to be brutal. Yeah. Or if you get to like six, seventh set of 10, you know, with that weight, yeah, you're finally going to fatigue and then actually kind of hit close to failure. But what they found now is ultimately there is no magic uh, rep range and that so it used to be like people thought that the strength so if you did the five but like the five heavier sets mm-hmm. that's for like one to six one to reps. six is for strength and power and then six to ten you know is kind of a hybrid of hypertrophy and strength you know eight to twelve is the hypertrophy range and 15 plus is endurance right so we were thinking you got you know if you hit those ranges it's different qualities like that. But now what they've really found is, um, so yeah, definitely, obviously, if your goal is to lift something as heavy as possible for one time, yeah. Training that range. Training in that one to five range is going to help with max strength, right? Mm-hmm. But then really, for as far as like building muscle and, you know, looking for those kind of adaptations and really the benefits of why any like average Joe would train, for, really from six reps to 30 reps, if you're pushing you're close good. to failure, so t- and when we say failure, that means like technical failure. So where you you on the concentric cannot do any more repetitions with the form that you started with, um, it's the same effect, right? So obviously, if you had a lighter weight and you ended up knocking out 19 reps versus if you used a different weight that you could only handle seven reps for, same effect, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean... Wh- to your body, stress is stress for the most part. Um, and the, the difference between some, you know, rep ranges is just going to be maybe the intensity 
that like if you're doing a, a two rep max for most people like when you're grinding out a second rep it's just a little more taxing on the system whereas if you're operating and say you know that 8 to 15 8 to 20 range it the nervous system doesn't take quite as big of a hit or it doesn't affect um you know your recovery quite as much as the super maximal um loads do which is why it's kind of an optimal range for people that are looking for you know just being strong and looking good whereas you know if you're doing a strength sport you do want to be in those lower ranges and you just you know they train a little more carefully and and targeted and um, the other benefit it a negative to that super low range is your hand you're using a lot heavier weights obviously yep. and that's also stress on your joints and yeah stuff. it's a lot it's riskier you know to do that heavier weight and you have you know a little a little more load on your shoulders your knees things like that yeah. and let's be honest people that train in that range majority of the time power lifters and stuff i mean i've never i don't think i've ever known one serious power lifter that's feels amazing <laughs> that feels amazing and has never had a major injury yeah and that's you know? the risk they take and they all know that oh yeah 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 but, so, but then that, when you get average joe who wants to look at the beach and make his doctor happy um they don't want the risk like reward that. starts to come out you yeah know, hey like uh what what benefits are we getting from that and, and so um and the other thing too don't don't mistake in this like if you just say train in a 10 rep range you're still getting stronger like oh if you sure. can uh bench dumbbell press 60 pound dumbbells for 10 and a year later you can do 80s for 10 like that is re there's real strength improvements there yeah just um, in a 10 rep setting yeah that's it so but yeah, so essentially, though that was the old school way, is like these range, these um, specific, specific ranges, ranges for specific goals. But really, it's hey, anywhere in the six to thirty. Now that's where things get okay. What's efficient, right? Because the problem if you're doing a, using a weight where you're able to get 25, 30 reps, your set takes a lot longer, right? So in so if you have time to do say three sets. And this is the main benefit of all this when we get into it is the time. So you can maximize all your sets by, you know, hey, if I can push them one to two reps shy of t technical failure, I'm um, maxing it out. So you don't have to do a million sets. But also at the same time, if you're doing using super lightweight, getting like 25 reps, that just takes a lot longer, yeah. right? Whereas then you know, well, if you use a bit heavier weight where you're failing around 8 to 12, it's just more efficient. Yeah. Um, so for most people, and we've seen this at our gym, uh, yeah, bad stuff happens when you're picking up a weight that you can only muster for three times. Yes. Because right from the get-go, it's a grinder. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then with uh, then there's some exercises, like a, say a dumbbell curl or a tricep extension, where even if you're using a weight that you can do it for six, seven, eight times, uh, those, those are single joint exercises. So it puts a lot of strain on your joints. Yep. Um, so a little bit higher rep range is more favorable. So really of all exercises in general for most people and what's efficient and productive, uh, eight, six, we'll say sixes to 15 That's reps. A, I like six to 15 is really a good efficient range. And another thing too, if we want to touch on, you know, if you're doing sets of like 25 or 30, the ability to progress to a heavier weight takes oh, yeah. so yeah. much longer. Because it's such a bigger percentage of your max. Yeah. Right? So um, that's a, that's another thing to think about. And part of, you know, all this is the mental game. You want to enjoy it. If you just aren't going up in weight ever because yeah. you're doing 30 reps, like, that sucks. So, you know, being able to do, you know, we'll say 6 to 15. When you get to 15 reps, you go up in weight, start back over at 6. Yeah. Work your way back up. 
it's a little more rewarding too, which is all just, you know, psychological. Like I said, stress is stress, but it matters because you do want to enjoy what you're doing and feel like you're accomplishing something. Yeah. And it gives you the ability to do that. And a lot of times when using the really high, uh, high rep range, you're going to get the, the burn a little more. Mm-hmm. And so then a lot of times it's easy to quit the set. Because it's Cause uncomfortable. In cardiovascularly, you start to get fatigued. Yep. Um, and you actually might not be able to push to true muscular failure because you just give up for those other reasons. Because it's uncomfortable as crap. Um, so again, that you know makes the that 8 to 6 to 15 range make even more sense. Um, but so then the way you train, this is what we really want to dial, kind of talk about is... Um, so many people now they're so used to, well, give me a rep so I know where to, what to do, but then they're not, that's all external, right? If you say do 10 reps of something, so many people will then lift and then just stop at 10 and they could have done seven more reps. Guess what? If you're that far away from, from failure, you're, you're not going to get a training. There's, there's, yeah, there's no, the only thing you're essentially accomplishing is it's basically a little bit of cardio. Yeah, some daily, like, some moving yeah, your joints. It's basically. like going for a walk. Yeah. Um, so you you don't want to leave that on the table. And here's the thing. Okay, say you do that and you did stop. Um, it's essentially a warm up set. Which okay, you can do more sets, but then it starts to get into like time efficiency, yeah. right? Like especially you, with our setting, we have. I mean, right now, 30 minutes, but normally we have an hour yeah. to get everything done. If you're not going to want to be at the gym all day, you want to be efficient, right? So you want to like break that of thinking, um, you know, stopping way short. So really pick a weight. And if you, you can get more, like go ahead and get what you can out of it. Um, and to keep it simple, like we said, kind of have 15 as your, your marker, right? So if you end up, yeah, working that set like, like you want to, and you get 19 reps or 21 reps, you know, it's time to go up. Yep. Right. So if you can do a weight with perfect technique from and you hit 15 repetitions or more or more, then that's how, that that should be your signal. Let me go up and wait, yep. you know, and then the next you may go up and wait and then you only get 11. Right. Cool. Then you're sticking with that weight till you can eventually do 15 or more of it. So yeah. you're trying to progressive overload by doing more repetitions. Um, and that's a good flow to do. I think um, some people with that get a little discouraged, like not remembering that it is a process of prog- progression. They're like, oh, I did 15 with this and I'm only going to do six. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Like mm-hmm. you're going up and wait. And so your reps are, of course, going to drop. And then you keep doing that until you can do more and more and more. And that's yeah. literally what getting stronger is, is being able to either do the same weight more times or, you know, more weight. Yep. That's it's called double progression, and it's good too because it just gives your joints and ligaments to time to progress as well with your mm-hmm. muscles. So you're not always going up in weight. Um, that that doesn't end well, and it's not possible. Yeah, um, I know a lot of programs like go up two and a half pounds every single week. So that's yeah, not like, a very good thing to ingrain in people that you have to do that. So in theory, when you look at a workout, what you normally see is it would be like three x ten, right? Which typically means three sets of ten reps really the best thing for most people is it should say three x uh one rir and rir would could stand for reps in reserve right so you're pushing to w- where you could you leave one rep in reserve like so if you had to you could only do one more rep of but that's failure. it um another way it could be listed is what's another way we've talked about um rpe RPE, right? So a lot of people do a scale of one to 10 uh, rate 
of perceived exertion. Mm -hmm. So a 10 would be basically all out. Yeah, that's a, a nine max. would essentially mean leaving one rep in the tank. So it's almost an inverse of the other way. So they're both the same. Um, but they're just methods to tell you like how close to push to failure. Yeah. And really for most exercises, you're going to be pushing one to two RIR reps in reserve. For pretty much everything. Now that's where if you were doing the lower range at five or less, training for pure strength. Like it's super taxing. With a huge compound exercise, like a deadlift or a squat, you would, that's where you would leave more, like mm -hmm. maybe three, four, five reps in reserve. Cause you want to stay, cause there's more risk to going closer to failure with, uh, where you could drop, you know, we have weight on your back or, or something. Yep. Um, so, but for most exercises, one or two to be efficient training for, you know, gaining and maintaining lean muscle tissue. Yeah. So, you know, good example, if we were doing like a dumbbell bench press and you do the arbitrary 10 reps, you know, that a lot of people get into their head. It's just an easy, um, number that's been pro programmed since the beginning of time. Um, you know, but you have seven reps in reserve then, you know, and you stop, you've just wasted a set and you're not close enough to failure to get anything out of it. Um, you should have gone to 16 or 17. And then the next time you train, you'll go up maybe two and a half, five pounds and start back over. Because the problem with, it can go one of two ways, right? When you're like, well, I got to do 10 reps. One, you'll either stop at 10 and you can do way more, or then you may feel obligated to get to, 10 no matter to what. make it to 10 with a weight you chose and you end up forcing three, four sloppy reps to get to 10. And that's right? how you start getting you so, know, nagging injuries and, and whatnot. Yeah. And really just when you look at it that way, you, it's, it's really an awful way to decide to do things, yeah. you know, because it just doesn't take into account. Um, it's just so external, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're in, when you're being internal, you're thinking about your form, how it feels. Um, it, it's so nuanced. It could be like things that could dictate that it could be what you ate that day, what you ate the day before, how was your sleep? How's your stress? All those things are going to affect your training performance, right? So if you're like, I got to just stick with this exact number of reps, you're not um, taking all the things into account. You know, you're just going to force yourself to get there. Whereas the other way, hey, you know what? Some days your reps and maybe last time you did um, 12 reps with 50 pounds and this time you you do, you're going to your one rep in reserve and you only get 13, you know, that's okay. That's what you had that day. Yep. Right. And maybe who knows, maybe you stayed up late and you had a child screaming and you only got three hours of sleep. Guess what? You shouldn't, that's what your body's physio physiologically capable of that day. You don't want to force more than that. Nah. Um, you'll get, you'll get another chance. Yeah, exactly. And it's a long game. Always think about it as the long game you know, progress over time. Same thing we always talk about with weight loss. You know, it should be, you know, an average over time. You're going to have days where you're higher, you're lower, but as long as your average is going in one direction, as far as, you know, your weights in the gym, like they want to trend upward or your progress, that's fine, you know, and accept the, the bad days and the really good days for what they are. And yeah, just do what you can on the individual day. Cause you're not going to be able to change that. You're not going to be able to just BS your way through, yep. you know, getting more reps. And for us in uh, the group environment that we coach and train in for our clients, it's really the way we're going to be going, especially, and a lot of people have been using it more and more now because of all the at-home training, right? Yep. And people have limited weights to choose from, so they're trying to make it effective, and it's a good way to do it. Uh, but it's ultimately the way to go all the time. So we would recommend 
training more scrap this like specific rep destination per se and just think of reps in reserve i'm going to go to one to two reps um shy of technical failure and then kind of give yourself that six to 15 range right so if you're using a weight and once you can get more than 15 with it you could go higher and keep pushing to failure it's gonna be fine but like we said it's less efficient same thing if you pick a weight and you can't even get six then you're, you're going to be kind of, there's more risk to that and, and not enough reward. Uh, so it's probably a little too heavy. You want to go lighter and, and again, kind of fall somewhere in that six to 15 range, like ma majority of the time. That, yeah. that doesn't mean never train outside of that, but it, you know, 80% of the time you want to be in there. Then maybe you're doing some heavy lifts, um, compound, you know, type stuff. Uh, for the lower range and maybe sometimes you're doing just some burners or lighter stuff, you know, in the higher range, but exactly. majority of the time, uh, eight to 15 reps is where you want to end up. But again, don't just, you don't just stop. You don't just, yeah, don't just stop at 15, stop at 15. You, you let the weight in your form and the set pay attention to what you're doing and what you're feeling and, and let that dictate, you know, where you end up. Then from there, you adjust. Yeah. And I think a lot of that too, you have to, you know, you have to pay attention during your sets. You've got to be willing to put in the effort to get closer to failure. So I know there are some exercises that suck worse than others. I know, um, single leg stuff is pretty notorious for people wanting to sandbag it. You know, mm -hmm. it may not even be consciously, but people using lighter weights or just, you know, I know you can do 15 reps and you stopped at eight just because yeah. it was kind of uncomfortable, yeah. you know, like rear foot elevated split squats. Yeah, you, you have to train are hard. Super uncomfortable. Yeah. And you have to be able to push and focus and not just try to go through the movements. And a good way to tell is in general. Um, and this is where guys and girls can be a little different. Girls just recover a lot faster in between sets. Yeah. Um, and ha have more muscle endurance, but in general, like if you're pushing close to failure, your sets will be descending, right? So if you pick, if you're sticking with the same weight, so again, you'd take some 50s for dumbbell press, and on your first set, you get 14. Then your second set, you're probably only going to get 11, right? Then your third set, you might get nine. So that's because you're fatiguing right as you go. So if you pick a weight and you get 14, and then the next set, you get 17, well, you, you probably were holding back on the first yeah. set. So um, in general, you, your performance will be going down as your sets yeah. um, go on. Yeah. And that's normal. Like that's the way it should be. Yeah. So make sure you are really, you know, pushing the sets. And again, it's having the, the control to not push beyond what you're capable of doing, but being able to take yourself to a point where, you know, my form is going to break down on this next mm -hmm. rep or, you know, two reps from now. And I know it's time to stop and your yeah. reps will get hard then. And it takes a little bit more to, to get them out, but that's how you know you're, you're truly pushing. If you yeah. stop, another thing, if you stop and you feel great, great afterwards and you feel completely, you know, like you don't even need to recover at all. Yeah, like you can go in 20 seconds again. Yeah, like if you're truly pushing a set, you know, I would say minimum you would need like a minute to recover. There's some stuff I do where two and a half minutes honestly doesn't feel like enough time yeah. when you're really pushing it super hard. Yep. And then just, you know, so it doesn't feel overwhelming, realize most of this discovery where we talk about like find a weight that makes you be in this uh, eight to 15 range. You really only have to go through that the first time you're doing an exercise, right? Yep. So, and as you start, as you train more and you're more consistent, you'll know, right? So the first time, yeah, you may grab some thirties, right? For dumbbell press. And yeah, you do 27. And you're like, well, I don't want to do. So <laughs> then you'll know 
Okay, eventually in that workout, that first workout's more discovery time, right? Then eventually you'll find a weight where, oh, I I got 14. And then really you'll know going into your next workout where you're doing that exercise that that say say you did 50 pounds for 14, right? You'll know that's going to be your starting weight for your for your work sets so you would come in do a couple lighter warm-up sets um so if you say you're going to do 50 grab the 25s do 10 like we we talk about um those are just light weights just to feel the weight warm up get blood flow um then you could grab your 50s and know okay this is this is a money set right so i'm going to pick these up go one rep uh in reserve push it and see what you get log it if you got more than 15 you're going up five pounds, repeat the process. If yeah. you didn't, you stick with that weight and just try to get more reps until simple. you can do 15. It really is simple. It parallels like when we, you know, the way we do nutrition. Yeah. Like we already, we did the podcast episode on like the arbitrary, like starting point for calories and stuff. Yeah. Once you do that one time, it's just like, you know, we just talked about you make changes over time based on where you're at. Yep. So that parallels it. So if you've ever gone through that, just think of it as the same thing. Now I'm just adjusting based on what my experience is or my, what my workouts are like. Yeah. But you know what I've realized is it, it all involves doing the work, right? Yeah. And in, in, in internally, critically thinking. That's what everyone's trying to avoid, mm-hmm. right? Everyone just wants a calorie number and wants it to work. Yep. Well, how many calories should I eat to lose weight? How many reps should I do to get this result? Yep. And it's like, well... It depends. It depends. Like, here's a starting <laughs> Best point. Best answer but, ever. But then li- listen to your body. Like, okay, now go eat the food. And are, are you losing weight? Are you stepping on the, like, step on the scale? That will tell you what's working. Yeah. Or and, am I getting stronger? Yeah, are my am, weights going up? Am I getting stronger? Are, are my weights going up? Am I fatigued? You Do know? my shoulders feel like they're going to um, explode every day? So you have to do the work. You yeah. can't avoid it. And, you know, all this stuff is... It's, tracking but it's simple it takes seconds yep. you know stepping on the scale takes seconds right writing down a weight and repetition amount you did takes seconds yeah so you, you don't make it harder than it is yeah keeping a little log is important even if it's just for you know a couple exercises you know your your what we'll call your money exercises your important ones you could pick like four and yeah. you track them through your week and th- that's really what you gauge your progress on the other ones you know you you just you know, do them till failure, but they're not maybe as important and that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, that would be fine. So yeah. then you just got to write down maybe Have two some key lifts. Yeah. Yep. Two exercises a, a day and make sure they're going up. Yeah. That's what I do. I have like four or five key lifts that over the course of months and years, Hey, what's happening with these? And I, and I'll actually keep almost the same exercises year round. Um, but then some people, you know, some varieties fine. And that's what we do at the gym. And that's what studies they're starting to see, and as we see in the real world. Um, so if you compare the two as far as doing the same exercises all the time, it, it does come out actually ahead of more variety mm-hmm. because simply yeah, you're able to get better at those exercises. Yeah, yeah. You're able to compare them better and progress more simply. But where it actually then falls apart and loses is with compliance right so when they have these studies and they're like okay this group is doing just the exact same workout all the time and they're like this group is doing uh, a, a 
very, you know, a workout that's changing. So the workout that's the exact same workout all the time, those people actually get better results, the ones that stick with it, but more people fall off and lose interest. Whereas then the uh, other group with the variants, they actually don't get as good of results per se, but more of them stick with it. And then obviously, well, if you're sticking with it, that's a good thing. You're going to, you're going to win out over the long run over someone who then quit. So like what we like to do at the gym. And so then the answer, which is almost the answer for everything is it's right in the middle. It's right in the middle. Right. So there should, you should probably have some key stuff that you keep the same and then have some things that you change and just mix yeah. up. And so that way you're, you're having stuff you can track. And then you're also having some, um, variation for, um, you know, keeping you interested. Yeah. Like, like entertainment that. sake, really to keep it simple. Yeah. And so, that's, we keep the same basic movements. And a lot of times it's just repackaging, you know, the way the workout's structured, even with the same exercises yeah. and that's enough. But yeah, it, it's just do just enough, um, the same that you're going to progress on those lifts yeah. and then just enough variety that people stay interested so that, yeah, they actually do get stronger and they show up. So yeah, compliance and results is really the end goal. Compliance is the science. Same, oh, now, now we're getting off into another topic. We'll just have oh, to yeah. do a different. I was going to say it's the same thing of diet too, right? Like, yeah, yeah the bet, you know, we all know the best diets, but the ultimately best. the one that you can Stick maintain to. and uh, be compliant to is going to be the best for any individual. Yeah. But, and again, that's not the answer. So most people are looking yeah. for, but. And as we, so, anyways. <laughs> before we dive in that. But yeah, yeah so reps, again, sc start scratching the, how many reps should I do? 10? The, the arbitrary uh, 10. You know, we can be better than that. So yeah. start thinking, well, eight to 15 repetitions is a productive range, um, but ultimately I'm choosing weights that, that I end up landing in that range, but I'm not limiting or forcing myself in any amount. You're going into a set like, okay, I'm channeling my focus into my form, into how I feel, into what I'm doing. And where I end up is essentially, it doesn't matter. You, you want to apply the intensity and focus and hit that set hard. And then you'll make adjustments based on what happened. Yep. But and don't don't sell yourself short and just stop because you're at 10. And, or, and it feels good. Like it sounds like a good number yeah, to stop at. Or force yourself to, do, to get to a certain number and, and your form goes to crap. Yeah. So, so just be... A, be there in the moment and just do what you can. That's it. That's really all you're doing. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Keep the effort high. Hope that helps. Think about it. I think it will. Stew on it. If you have any questions about it, let us know. We love yep. to answer questions on this stuff. You can hit us up on social media. Social. At the gym, Coastal Strength and Fitness. That'd be it. That's it. All right, guys. Girls. Later. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.